0: Welcome back. Happy Wednesday. How the heck is it already Wednesday? I don't know. Hope everyone had a great Labor Day weekend. This week, I'm really excited to have our guest on Miss Vandy J. Sexton, who is a local drag queen here in Denver and grew up in Denver. Today, we are going to talk about what it was like to grow up as a person who's non binary, Asian, gay, and a drag queen. Hello, we got a lot to talk about today. Make sure to follow along on Instagram at Y'all Are Gay Podcast. I'll connect her Instagram there as well and put out some videos for y'all. I think it helps to put a face to the names of these people, and I wanted to do that in these upcoming episodes. So keep an eye out. We'll have some video footage for you, maybe some reels No, we're gonna get a little we're gonna get a little creative over here okay my name's jack white and this is y'all are gay
1: let's get real
0: vandy welcome to the y'all are gay podcast i'm excited to have you on here um just for everyone listening to get some background of how we know each other. I was stranded at tracks by some of my friends, which which is a gay bar here in town. And you walked out in full drag and I was like, I need to know her. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we connected on Instagram, but welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to meet you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from and where'd you grow up?
1: I was born in Colorado Springs, so I'm a native here. Uh, My parents moved to Longmont when I was, I think, five. So I grew up in Longmont, went to elementary, middle school, high school there. And then um, just I went to Metro State after that and just started commuting back and forth from Denver here. Now I live in Denver, but originally my parents are from Cambodia.
0: Wow. And when did they – so they were both born there?
1: They were both born there. And, uh, yeah, my family came from a genocide. Wow. This was when um, the Khmer Rouge was really big, and we have this guy. His name was Pol Pot. He was, like, the Adolf Hitler of Cambodia. And he had his ideas, and basically what he wanted – was to um it's called ground i think it's like ground zero or something where he wanted anybody who was like educated lawyer doctor teacher you were all you're the first to go so he wanted baby, everyone to start from the bottom like zero like we're there no one's above each other no one's below each other everybody is at the same working in the rice fields Whoa. so
0: and when was that in their lifetime?
1: My parents came here in 1980. So they basically lived through it and survived the genocide. Oh. Um, unfortunately, with my family, um, we, I mean, we, I have a super small family. Um, everyone in my whole family, they all had died in the war. I had an older sister. She had died of starvation so i was since i was born here my mom says she kind of kind of see her soul in me a little bit and her little spirit That's so
0: beautiful. wow
1: yeah and so yeah i mean my my family is pretty small I, it's my mom my dad i have a half brother half sister oh yeah and an uncle that lives in germany and the rest were just completely wiped out oh, so i mean my if you talk to my mom or my dad they've got stories and stories and it's just really amazing how they have lived through such tragedy and still have the most kindest gentle hearts in raising you know a typical american asian child who loves taylor swift <laughs> but, you know so um yeah
0: wow that's uh, that is yeah I'm sure we could sit down with them and and talk to them for hours yeah wow. so they're
1: survivors, they're warriors, and I'm so thankful that you know that they are here and i'm I'm thankful to be here. I wouldn't be here if they weren't here though, yeah. yeah,
0: seriously, man. What an incredible and also heartbreaking story of survival and then also like redemption of of being here and building a new life
1: yeah, absolutely. it's just i mean. Just like I said, the stories, I mean, my dad's story was pretty amazing too as well. They had, the soldiers had already took him him out because they had already planned to kill him. And so their way of uh, testing the prisoners is like if you spoke French or if you whatever and you like flinched an eye or they would assume that he spoke another language, so they would kill you. So, like, the guards would, like, look into your eyes and be like, you know, and then if you're looking at them and you're, like, flinching them, they're just like, oh, he understands. But with my dad's story, the soldier had basically taken, taken him out, and they were ready to kill him. But upon the grace of God and everything like that, the something happened to the chamber of the gun and it did not click and it did not go through. So that was like my dad's saving grace. And because of that, I would not be, I would not have been a born. So
0: yeah. Wow. Oh my God.
1: That was, I mean, it was a miracle for my dad. And When my dad talks about it, it's like, I couldn't imagine having a gun into your head and saying, you know, this is your last time and you know, not, be able to pull through my dad. I mean, I'm sure my dad is like, yeah, and still getting goosebumps for that. Yeah.
0: I'm right there with you. Yeah. That is wow. (laughs) That's unreal. Wow. I mean, what else would that be besides the grace God? Right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it was definitely a blessing and I know, I mean, my parents are so, they're so thankful. They're so loving. So yeah. Yeah. They're awesome.
0: Ah, that's amazing. So uh, growing up in Colorado Springs, when did you first notice that you were different than everyone? You know, when did you start noticing that you...
1: Out of my mom's womb, I was more, I was always attracted to pinks i was always attracted to just the girly things i always wanted to have my hair long um i always like i would i mean i would say something for my mom's womb like as growing up you know even as a toddler my my people would confuse me as being a girl my mom's like oh no she's
0: a boy (laughs) she's a boy but she's her still (laughs) yeah 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 okay when did you start going by she her pronouns
1: um i you know honestly i just went like maybe um a year ago okay. you know i've always felt i've always known i was different but you know now these days it's since there's like non-binary and there's always you know and i th- just thought it was just a really good time to do that and it feels amazing
0: so yeah does that yeah. it feels probably freeing but also like oh i can put a name to this now do you identify as non-binary
1: yeah yeah okay
0: yeah that's i think a big part of why you hear so many more people coming out as non-binary is that there's actual words to put it to now right
1: i mean there's not just like a thing for black or gray you know so like that's what i love
0: amazing so growing up um throughout middle school, high school, when did you come out as did you first come out as gay? Uh
1: yeah, I first came out as gay. I came out like I would have to say um it was like graduation year. Close. To, yeah, graduation year is when I came out. Oh, peace out. Hey, I'm gay.
0: <laughs> that was, That's awesome. And that was from high school, right? Yeah. okay yeah. Okay. How was that received with your family and with your friends?
1: Um it I mean, it with my close friends and everything like that, it, it wasn't like really a surprise. It was like, they've already known, you know, but it's to me, like, it was just like a surprise. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. What was a surprise okay. to you about what was, what was surprising for you? Well,
1: just able to like speak my own truth and just to be like, Hey guys, this is who I am, mm-hmm. you know? And it, it was, it was really nice. Cause sometimes, I mean, especially with close friends, it's like when you're holding back, Things from them it feels like sometimes you're not a hundred percent like authentic or honest and those are the things that you should be able to be with your friends you know
0: yeah it's interesting i feel like the hardest people to come out to sometimes are your friends
1: they absolutely they are and they're the hardest people to perform to as well like i mean i could perform like at drag nation with like or you know pride with all these people and then like, they're just like close friends or just like we're here we're in the front <laughs> row and i'm like shit you know like i need to give me two more shots like she's not she's not
0: ready no that's um that's great i want to we'll get into the drag background a little bit in a second but how was your family with you coming out being from a cambodia background were their values still the same or were they open to it
1: um my parents they have they're, they've always known and I think for them it was mostly protecting growing up is like they wanted to, to do their best to be to protect me and to make sure that I was safe and to um make sure that I was taken care of like I did my dad trained me in martial arts and kickboxing so that way he I could learn how to defend myself and stuff I love
0: it he's like listen we're gonna go and learn this
1: (laughs) her toys her toes are a little pointed but we're gonna put her in some martial arts so that she'll (laughs) be
0: that's amazing Uh, martial arts and ballet shoes
1: she might have ballet feet but we'll teach her how to kick yes how about (laughs)
0: <laughs> how about that we're in <laughs> and so you're still close with your family it sounds like yes
1: oh yeah so um coming out wise it was not like they've already known so it was like more like I didn't like have a sit down talk with my mom like it was more like oh you know there's like 12 wigs in the back of your car man. <laughs> like why don't you just bring him in the house already because you know and I'm like oh I didn't know you knew okay sure bye <laughs>
0: You know, that's amazing. So you did you start doing drag at a pretty young age then? Uh, yeah, I started doing drag. I mean,
1: I always like was in my mom's sarong and her heels. I loved like playing, doing her makeup as a kid. And, you know, just always had like my Deborah Ross fantasy with like my towel on my head. The sarong wrapped around my body as like this big gown and then like the brush in my hand or the comb in my hand. I think I always, like growing up, I always just had, have been an entertainer, entertainer. Like, I lo- I love it.
0: Yeah, that's good. And yeah. you are a fabulous entertainer. I've seen some videos and I'm like 99% sure I've seen you at tracks before perform. And it's amazing. I mean, you were like a glam queen, which is, I love that. Tell me when you first started doing your first performances as a, as a drag queen.
1: Um so i started at the old tracks cough <laughs> like long time ago bc <laughs> um so i started out the old tracks and i started off as a, actually a dancer And I was dancing for a bunch of like uh, the queens that like love to do pageants and stuff like that. And everybody knew who Kira Sexton was. And I was like, we all wanted to be a Sexton and everything. And I was fortunate enough to do some of her dances for her while she was like, would be competing or whatnot in Colorado. And so I became a boy Sexton. And
0: And what is that?
1: I was just, you know, just dancing, just being... Boy, just I guess the you know no drag. So like but, the yeah, dancers
0: just, alongside.
1: Yeah, pretty much the dancers. I mean, some of like my boy sextons, like some of them like do a little bit of modeling. Yeah, the other only fans.
0: Okay. <laughs> Link in bio for the uh, sex and boys only fans. <laughs>
1: okay. Yes.
0: That's amazing, and and you're in the sexton family, correct?
1: Yeah, I am in the sexton family. And, oh yeah, so the Kira, it was like a Halloween, and this is like a majority of the time when all the boys, like, it's their excuse to do drag and whatever, so I asked Kira to paint me during Halloween, and that's how Jasmine Sexton, aka Vandy J. Sexton, was born she's born on a a Halloween
0: (laughs) that is fabulous and because you your drag name is your actual name but it previously was Jasmine correct
1: I got tired of using two Facebooks I mean just to keep up with so I'm just like you know I'm just gonna merge them together so yeah. it became Bandy J Sexton and then after that like everybody's like wait who's Jasmine <laughs> and I think it was like my manager uh Eric Aradondo at Tracks he was just like Manny, you should just keep Bandy J Sexton like and I'm like you know what yeah. that actually does have a ring to it so yeah um but Jasmine she came from the movie Aladdin because I'm obsessed with the you know princesses and Disney movies and everything like right. that. So that's where Jasmine Sexton came from.
0: Now it's yeah. Vandy and she goes by her day name and night name all wrapped into one. Yeah. <laughs> Never not performing.
1: Maybe nighttime you might have to charge more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. So I think a lot of our listeners or a lot of the the listeners on here you know, I had Jessica Lahore on here and we did not really talk about families and what a drag family is. So do you want to go into that a little bit for me?
1: Um, what a drag family is, it's Mm -hmm. basically functions like a, like a normal family. Yeah. But I mean, I guess what's the the beauty of a drag family is like, it's, we get to choose our own family Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, being in a drag family that is just like, we have like one create, you know, we have, so many like passions and loves. I mean, we're all entertainers. We're yeah. all entertainers. So that's what pretty much of what a drag family does. It's like we, but we also like we take care of each other. There's a house mother. Yeah. I don't if you've seen like Pose. Like I'd say our sex mm-hmm. and family is pretty much like that. I mean, it's just Aurora. Is like so she's mm-hmm. always like messaging, checking in on us. And I mean, I'm not saying all, all drag families are perfect because I have. I mean, I've I've fought a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I've fought with a. Few of my sisters and brothers, as family
0: does, as family does.
1: But at the end of the day, I can say that I still love them, and like we get through it and we work it out, just like any other family. So yeah, yeah. and what else is there to with a drag family? Yeah, I mean, just taking taking care of each other with like Mm -hmm. our drag and our our performances, Mm -hmm. and you know, just those little helpful things as being an entertainer for our community. Yeah. That's what a drag
0: family does. and Yeah, and your family, I saw your interview with the drag excellence, Denver Drag Excellence. Because she oh, okay. is. She is Denver Drag Excellence. Hey. And it sounds <laughs> like you have family all over, like all over the U.S.
1: We have family in like Florida and Mexico and Vegas and Canada. <laughs> <Like,
0: laughs> wow. you are
1: just everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's insane, but but can hope to do what half of what Kira has done. And I mean, she definitely has left her legacy and her footprints Mm -hmm. with her passing. So, I mean, it's just a big shoe to feel. So, I mean, she has definitely done amazing.
0: So tell me about the very first time that you got on stage in full drag. Where were you? What was going through your mind? What was happening? Oh, and what song did you do? Oh my
1: God. So um, I think it was like I was at Tequila Rosa's. Mm-hmm. This was a Latin bar, and I wanted. So I I started off as a Latin queen. that's Something interesting. How come? Um, I just really like the the aesthetic, right. and I like how in the Latin drag, like how the more like before RuPaul's, how the trans drags artists were accepted. Mm. And how just the, the Car- I mean, when you look at, like, Carmen Carrera, like, mm-hmm. if there's, like, the Latin queens, like, they, I mean, they look like that. And I would, it was just, I, I loved it. I loved that look. And I was just so attracted to just how feminine these women were and how amazing they were as entertainers mm-hmm. doing just, like, all these, like, really cool, like, clips and stuff. Like, yeah, I yeah. loved it. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so
0: you you went down how long did you do latin drag for?
1: Oh yes. So my first song I performed I think it was a song called the artist was Noelia. Okay. And yeah, it was like Kira had painted me and so I was I think it was in like a silver little dress and I mean it felt amazing just to be on that stage I and mean, when you have these like what it felt like is just like if you've ever taken a bite of like a, an apple for the first time, mm-hmm. like just how fresh and crisp and juicy. And it's like, you want to have that moment again, but you can't because you've already taken the bite of the apple. <laughs> so that was like how it felt like for me when I went on stage for the first time where it was just like crunch. And I was like, <laughs> wow, this is amazing. Yes. Yeah.
0: You're like, yep, this is, this is for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And how many years ago? Like, when was that? Was that when you were in high school, college? After? It's been. I
1: mean, it's been years. So let's go with two years. (laughs)
0: Yeah, two years ago, back at the old tracks. (laughs) We're fine. (laughs) No, I won't. I'm not going to age you on here. No, no, no. And so after that moment, it was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And is it what you do full time now? Is that your full time job?
1: Um, right now, it, it. no, not, I, I work as a caretaker. Mm-hmm. I care for my dad. He has cancer. Mm-hmm. So, and then I also do some freelance makeup wow. here and there, you know, some side gigs, yeah. like dog sitting and yeah, drag too as well. So since everything's starting to opening, will like open back up. Right. It's been really nice to have back, you know, like all, like counting your dollars going back to the bank and just being like, sorry, like Yep, I'm yep. not a stripper. I promise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a stripper unless that it, that five maybe it was from stripping, but <laughs>
1: yeah, All right? Yeah, yeah, maybe.
0: That five. was kind of the hardest, like going to some shows during COVID time. It was like we can't take your dollars. I'm like, this yeah. is fun for us to give you dollars and fun for y'all to take them. That's a whole experience of it.
1: Yeah, I I, I love the interaction and everything like that. I didn't. I was. I didn't perform or anything during COVID right? or anything. So, I mean, being so much younger, I wanted to see (laughs) how it would affect the younger, younger people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got you. Yeah. Let them, uh, let them figure it out and then you'll come in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Where is your, uh, so your like main home to perform is tracks, correct?
1: yeah for um i would say for i mean i'm pretty much everywhere right now because the only thing i'm doing at tracks is circuit saturday with no performances just like hosting so i mean i've been just like right now it's just been back and forth with marys and the x bar oh yeah i did brunch at triangle so it's just pretty much around the capitol hill neighborhood,
0: around the neighborhood. how has drag shaped your life
1: Um, How it's shaped my life, it's, I mean, it's been amazing. Mm -hmm. I love the transformation. I love everything about it. I feel like what it's taught me how to love myself, Mm -hmm. I mean, also be really critical with myself, Yeah, and also just be so free, if that makes any sense. And I don't see my, I can not see myself without doing any type of drag. It, it's definitely my therapy and it is something I enjoy mm-hmm. like breathing. It, yeah. I, I love it. So yeah. how it's shaped me is just learning always, 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 always learning, yeah. but also teaching me how to be humble. Mm. And I've been doing this thing for a long time.
0: <laughs> Not super long, but just long nah. enough.
1: <laughs> I mean, geez, six months is pretty long, but shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've you've grown a lot in these six months.
1: Yeah, these new queens, like they have YouTube and everything like that. I mean, it took me like ten years to learn how to contour. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, yes. it's <laughs> yeah yeah
0: how have you seen the drag culture and community switch over the last so many years have you seen a big switch in it?
1: I feel like it just keeps on getting better I mean but also I mean it's like every year it, there's like a hundred new drag queens mm-hmm. and I'm just like, damn girl, like can we just enjoy like the first 20 drag queens from last year <laughs> new drag queens while we get like these more and there's like they mm-hmm. just keep on coming and i'm just like wow there it's but i loved how open and how more of a community we are and how more mainstream drag has gotten like going to i mean going to you know waking up going to a sunday brunch or going a dinner or having a little bit of drag is just always fun and i that's what i i really do like and i love our community like i'd say we are very blessed to have a really good community in denver because mm-hmm. most most states and most cities that I've been to don't really have what we have. And they say that it's more clicky. And I'd say that, mm. you know, we really do have a good community here.
0: Yeah, that I think is huge. With coming from a an Asian background, what sort of struggles have you had to overcome with either the gay community, the non-binary community? You know, you're in a few different communities.
1: Struggles versus because I feel like especially with my culture Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i can say most people most people that were that had to go through like the the whole war and everything like that Mm -hmm. i mean coming from cambodia too with my culture and everything like that this is like mind you like kind of like a third world country Mm -hmm. but also like so a lot of like their beliefs and thoughts are not someone like a millennial would yeah. <laughs> think you know yeah. so having my mom i mean i probably wasn't like like probably maybe like 13 or 14 when my parents allowed me to like cross the street by, by myself that's how wow. like overprotective they were because they just didn't know what to expect and them dealing with what they had to deal with it was it was very hard for them but um for my family my immediate family i mean like i said they were clearly they were they were they were accepting because they already knew who i was but mm-hmm. i'd say like culture wise it it's not as i mean as people stereotype like asian men as being feminine mm-hmm. but also like in my culture like it was not really as like ex- like accepted and it wasn't talked about as much mm-hmm. And it wasn't like really like in the cambodian community out here like i don't think anybody knew about gay until i actually came out and then there was like two other people that you know like like oh she's good let's just follow her (laughs) yeah
0: you were like the spearhead for the gay cambodian community here
1: yeah yeah yeah.
0: let's go that's amazing and so you kind of blazed the trail for others to also, come out.
1: Um. Yeah, I, I'd say so. I mean, it, even in my high school, there was only like there's probably like two or three. Yeah, there were like three people that were gay. And in the Cambodian community, it's like fine. You know, I'll just like come out, you guys. Oh yeah, there was like I mean, there was girls that like try to get it out of me mm. that would follow me on like own social media and be like, he's gay, and I'm yeah. like, I know he isn't. I'm like, I'm not gay. Yeah. So we used to do um Cambodian traditional dances, and we'd were able to like dance these dances for like a new year's or for a celebration at a temple and stuff like that so like dancing with um all my friends back then like they were just like i don't know yeah they they were eager to get me out of the club (laughs) (laughs) and i didn't want to you know and i like it was just all new to them and yeah i would go to like you know practice and everything and girl the girls would stare at my hands and be like oh my god like Her fingers are, like, so so curly, like, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, and yeah, I'm about to take your part, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Step back, bitch. You're about to be in the back corner, honey. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it felt a little uncomfortable to come out, but. You know, when I finally did, it was this it felt—it felt nice. And like I said, after that, there was like two other people. there just like, "Hey, I'm gay too," and I was like, yeah. "Oh
0: my God! Well,
1: congratulations! You're right, right. gay! Yay!"
0: Yeah, you're like, "Okay, congrats!" Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go dance now. So it sounds like you kind of grew up with a dance background as well. Little, it was martial arts and dance.
1: Yeah. So it was like it was more like, but we we learned it was more traditional dances. Mm -hmm. Like we travel everywhere, and there was a dance. My favorite dance was like the coconut dance. (laughs) We had like little coconuts, and you had a partner that like. Oh, I think we need. I think
0: we need a a a video or a live. We need to go Instagram live of the coconut dance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I would love that. So you were. um, Was this with your? Like what group did you travel with
1: it was just like the cambodian organization organization okay something of denver yeah
0: okay so or, it wasn't like a um a, a church or a, you said a temple is what's the religious background of either buddhism. Your family, buddhism okay and does your family still practice buddhism
1: well just my mom she is reverted back to buddhism but um Coming here, my parents were sponsored through a Christian family. Oh, interesting. So most of my family are all Christian. Like, all my family are Christian. The only person, like, my mom, like, she's, like, I think she's more, she's going back to
0: being Buddhist. Yeah. but she's going back to her roots. Now. Yeah. And, and are you, would you consider yourself Christian or, or Buddhist? Or Me? Nothing.
1: Honey, I am the religion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Perfect answer. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's. I feel like it's good to be. It's good to be spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I believe in the universe, the higher power, of God. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not. I mean, I mean, it's like I'll watch Mormon porn. And then <laughs> go with but, we'll consider that church. Well, maybe. Yeah, hear sure that religions other than that. <laughs> Uh, she's not yeah <laughs> just burn me right now so i can say Balenciaga. <laughs> <Valenciaga.
0: laughs> oh my god that is that was hilarious so how has this last year been with i guess we're kind of now going out of covid but how was covid uh for you in what were some things that maybe helped you out or got you through it?
1: Um, COVID was, I mean, it was, I, I dealt with a lot during COVID. I was, I mm-hmm. would say I was severely depressed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was grieving a lot because I had a lot of people had passed away during that time. My mm-hmm. drag dad, mm-hmm. my drag mom, and my neighbor's dog. Wow. That was, like, one of the hardest things. So um, when everything shut, shut shut down, I didn't realize how much, I mean, being a clean that goes to the club mm-hmm. so often,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how much I miss the connection and the interaction and yeah. the face-to-face. So, you know, being shut down at home, like, I was, like, doing the most at home, you know? Yeah, right. Like, drinking a lot, partying, and... Um, it wasn't, I mean, but it was also a really good learning lesson, Hmm. a learning time for me. I learned how to cook during COVID. Uh I learned how to zoom.
0: There (laughs) you go. I'm proud of you for that. That's good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's just all those variants now that we have to look out for and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's
0: rough. It is rough. What do you think should be talked more about, about the Asian and LGBTQ community and how we can, like, the LGBTQ, how can the LGBTQ community be better about supporting our Asian brothers and sisters and um, our non-binary brothers and sisters as well?
1: I'd say just the same as anyone else, mm-hmm. just to be valued. Mm -hmm. to be treated like a human being, um, to be seen, to be heard. And, I mean, if you have an Asian friend, I mean, that's going through it, like, don't, you know, reach out to them. It was hard, like, when another thing when COVID happened, it was like, I'd walk my dog out and just a little cough or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Like, people would just get, like, the stares. So having that judgment... And everything it was you know it was it was a really difficult time, it yeah. still is too, you yeah. know everything that we're dealing with um you know especially with seeing elderly Asians you know get hurt or get beat up for no reason, yeah, this is really sad to watch on t v and you know going out like it's like to have that type of fear, mm. I'd say you know working on just you know kindness, you know. Mm-hmm being a, a hand a guiding light to just you know let's move that you know like you don't have to be in fear or anything like for your friends yeah
0: come here yes <laughs> come to mama come here yeah yeah, yeah at this last year with i mean it it was blm and then all of a sudden and I I don't say all of a sudden is it in it like wasn't happening before, but it's just being highlighted now. Thankfully, that there's just so much of this discrimination against the Asian community. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, the biggest I remember being when we first moved to Longmont dealing with racism, like I just remember, I mean, my like I said, my dad would do my parents did the best to like. Protect us, but you know, being young, I still remember things. And I remember when we first moved into our neighborhood, we literally had our neighbors like there was like human feces in front of our garage. That was like our welcome for being their neighbors, and it was like really bad. And just riding a bike with my dad, we'd ride, and they'd be like, "He's super ching or something. And wow. um, it, yeah, and. Dealing with that was, like, really hard.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And yeah, how would your family address that with you?
1: My parents were always just like, you know, there are, you know, like, this is, you know, you have to, these are the things that you need to do, like, to protect yourself, but also, like, learn how to love, like, learn how to be gentle, you know, and they were always just, I mean, they like I said, they were super, super overprotective. Some things like that, like, my dad wouldn't try to bring me into, like, a, the type of conversation but kind of like word it in a way is just like you know they're not really nice people out there yeah and he would just and like end it with like you know we let's pray for them when we go to church hmm. and be like okay you know so
0: <laughs> okay i don't think that's doing anything but <laughs> <laughs> uh I'll, I'll still do it yeah man and how as a kid how did that how did you even process that as a child? Cause I'm sure this was, these conversations happened when you were young.
1: I didn't really understand it until like really sixth grade was an first experience mm-hmm. bullying and teasing mm-hmm. and everything like that. And that's when like things started to digest of like, kind of like how everything works, yeah. I guess or how the world sometimes works. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: I just, it, It's so crazy at how young of an age, and sad at how young of an age, minorities experience discrimination. Like sixth grade, are you kidding me? No, that's ridiculous. And they're afraid to teach us about the LGBTQ community in sixth grade? Teach me that my taxes. (laughs) Teach me? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What was the process of coming to terms with being non-binary?
1: Oh, no. It, I mean, it was, there was really no process. It's just yeah. what I've always been. And I've always thought to myself that I could possibly be transgender too, as well. But mm. that can be to be continued.
0: <laughs> that is a TBD. And we will circle back <laughs> in another six months. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it is, it totally is like, oh, this is who I am and how I've always felt. So this makes sense yes yeah how does that play a part into your drag
1: well i mean like i that in drag excellence is just like mm-hmm. you know vandy J sexton like her aesthetic is a disney princess so mm-hmm. how it plays into drag is like i mean having that cinderella moment yes. you know getting all done up and everything like that so yeah i guess
0: yeah <laughs> no that was a good answer That's- that was what kind of advice or what sort of things would you say people should understand about the non-binary community?
1: That we're just humans. That's it. You know, we're all the same as everyone else. Yeah. You know, for people to look at instead of just one color, look at all the other, all the colors. Cause there's so many colors with us. That's the beauty of it.
0: Yeah, it totally is. And, I'm, I'm learning a lot too. And I'm,
1: I'm learning too as well as I go. So
0: yeah. And I think uh, that for me is like, you're never done learning. You, you aren't. No, there's always going to be more to understand and to not shake your head at, but to come at it with an open heart and love. Yes. Yeah. Which I hope you've experienced.
1: Yes. I mean, I'm experiencing it right now, honey. (laughs) Thank you.
0: No, yeah. I just, I think that there's such power in individuals such as yourself who are very confident and very secure in themselves and are able to share that with others because it just, it helps everyone understand, not that it's your job to make people understand, but just as, your presence and your attitude towards others it just helps us grow but it takes two sides right it, they people need to be willing to grow and understand too
1: absolutely yeah. i mean thank you for having me and being able to give me a little platform where i can share my story and you know hopefully whoever you know i can help i can help one person and that makes me feel happy And joyous so
0: so the last question I'll have for you then on those lines is for someone who might be questioning their identity whether that be sexual identity or gender identity what sort of advice would you give to them on where or how they can come to better terms with themselves um
1: I mean there's help everywhere you can call your doctor, <laughs> you can call. I mean, but I mean, it's just like you start with your sisters. And mm-hmm. if this is maybe an echoing thing, voice that keeps going in your head, learn how to get present with it. Yeah. And listen to what she has to say, and maybe something beautiful can happen out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah.
0: that's good. Well, thank you so much for being willing to talk to a total stranger that you've met who. <laughs> Drunk I know. drunk waiting for a cab. Vandy, where can people find you if they want to reach out and talk more? Um or if they want to come see you perform.
1: Um you can find me at Vandy J Sexton on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and performing. I will be at Hamburger Mary's tomorrow. Showtime is eight
0: o'clock yes go and follow and your instagram lets people know where you're going to be performing so hop on that give her a follow i will attach your instagram in my bio for the description thank you again thank you so much just for coming on i really appreciate it
1: yeah i appreciate it too
0: miss vandy j everyone man thank you so much for coming on shedding some more light on just the non-binary community and giving us and myself an insight to what people who are minorities grow up with i think that is something you know we see often on the internet but we don't often hear direct stories from people so i really appreciate it VMD, and i'm excited to go toss some ones at you out there thanks y'all for tuning in this week next week i am excited to talk to, with my friend Lindsay, who gives us a totally different spin on what we've heard from the baylor community It's something that you're not going to want to miss. So we'll see you next week. I'm your host, Jack White. This is Y'all Are Gay.